So, one of I spent a lot of time listening to this past week. What's that? The Jonestown tapes. Yes. Like the the crazy cult leader who was in charge of all like the the worst mass killing before 9/11 in America. He had a bunch of tapes. I listened to like 4 hours of them. I didn't get any entertainment out of that. I I listened to four hours of a crazy amphetamine-addicted fat man yell about socialism and communism and how they need to do, like, need to commit suicide. And then they did. What a fucked up dude. I came to the conclusion that if I were ever to make an HBO historical drama, I'd do Jonestown. I'd do, like, the rise of Jim Jones. Hmm. Yeah, and it made me want to play Outlast 2 because one of the main characters in Outlast 2 is inspired by Jim Jones. But yeah, shit's fucked up. Yeah, just a little bit. And I decided, hey, Josh, you know you're going to spend four hours of your precious, precious time. That you will never get back. That I will never get back. You're going to listen to four hours of the Jim Jones tapes. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. And I, I'm not entirely positive why I made that decision. But the decision was made. Now all I want to do is play Outlast 2 again. Well. So uh, yeah, that's, that's the conclusion I've come to. I just need to redownload it. And that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. But... Um, I wanted to, oh, cause you were, one of the last episodes you were talking about, you needed games for October. Mm-hmm. Um, what about that, uh, that, uh, that game Observer that we saw at PAX that I played? Out? I think so. I can check. Um, cause that's kind of like, I mean, it's more psychological. But Dude, it, I got no problem with psych horror. I mean, I, I, it's just my... And maybe it's not out yet. Oh, I'm more than a bird. It's uh, August fifteenth, so yeah, it should be out. Oh, gonna have to check that. Yeah, like I played uh the demo that they had the um the next day. Yeah, when you yeah, were yeah. there, so you were there Saturday. I played it Sunday. It was pretty fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll look that up after this. I I read I downloaded Amnesia for console, so I think I'm gonna play a little bit of Amnesia too. But, I mean, then, whatever. But we'll talk about what we played later. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hi. You know who we are? We did the Navy Tales. We're Navy Tales. My name is Josh. My name is Nick. And we are a video game lore podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about Destiny, which shouldn't surprise anyone that has been a listener to this podcast over the last couple of weeks. So, but this is also, I'm pretty excited about this because it's the first time we're not tackling the in-game story for a game. Yeah. Most of the time we tackle the story that's given to us. This is all deep lore for Destiny. And, which, uh, like, is 90% of the... Which is most of the lore, but it's all deep lore. <laughs> and it's all really, really good, in my opinion. No, like, I, I was one of the few people that got as many Grimoire cards as I could in Destiny. And I know you did, too. Yeah. But you're the only other person I know who... Wet hunting for dead ghosts. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think the fragments gave you some too, but the fragments yeah. actually had like an in-game purpose because it got you that, that yeah, gun. Well, the fragments, yeah, the fragments were the, the books of whatever. Sorrow. Books of sorrow. Which yeah. is kind of what we're talking about. Which is actually kind of what we're talking about. We are going to be talking about the lore of the hive. Now, I, I Nick and I always discuss what we're doing ahead of time, but I was kind of the one who made who pulled the trigger on this decision. Because I think that the Hive probably has the densest lore out of any of the races in Destiny. I agree. 
I think that they come, the Vex would probably come in second place yeah. because I, I went down a deep hole studying this shit. I found out a bunch of stuff. Did you know that the first Guardians were Warlocks? The Warlocks were the first ones to be touched by the light. I did not know that. Did you also know the Speaker was a Warlock? I did not. The one in game, because I the one there, in game. There's been alluded that there's been previous speakers. Right, the one in game was a warlock and also helped build the wall with Zavala, Lord Saladin, and Shax. <clears throat> but yeah, like I saw concept art of the speaker as a guardian. That's so dope. it was him before he was the speaker. I'll have to show it to you later because it is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that's but dope. the speaker, yeah, the speaker was a was a guardian. And a, like a warlock. There's another character I wish they did more with. I I think we're gonna get more with the Osiris DLC because you need to remember Osiris was his apprentice. Like Osiris A is a warlock. Yeah. So we're gonna get more warlock stuff, which is down with me. I'm a warlock main, and we're going to get. I think we're gonna get more on the speaker, and it's not all gonna be good stuff because there was a reason Osiris left. Yeah. But yeah, I think that. Before we get any more off topic about the fucking speaker, we're going to be talking about the Hive, specifically the history of the leaders of the Hive. Yeah. Because the Hive all comes from that. So, yeah, they it's, it's some weird... I mean, it obviously appeals to me because it's very space alien god kind of stuff that really... That Eldritchian shit that I'm really attracted to in, in fiction... Uh, and it's it just really, really well done for this game. The, the lore for this game, I think, is very well written, but I just feel like it's, no one wants to read it. <laughs> well, I feel like it's because no one wants to read it because it's, like, a pain in the ass. Like, if you go out of your way to read it, like, there's no giant... Like, if they put, like, everything that, like, that you could read up on, like, actually in the game, like, just in, like, a giant codex and, like, a menu somewhere, I think that'd be better, but no. I think... Destiny 1, you had Grimoire on a separate thing destiny 2 i mean a lot of the there's no more grimoire but a lot of the stuff for destiny 2 is on the the exotics now so i'm really curious how that's gonna go yeah but still uh but it's so not much better if that it's not much better there's cutscenes now Ooh. <laughs> hey man i'm looking for improvements anywhere i can i guess but yeah so let's uh let's dive into the hive uh, we begin the tale on a gas giant named Fundament with a species we, the, the, the species with no name, but it's referred to as the Proto Hive. Fundament and the original Proto Hive planet crashed into each other, which made continents on the gas giant that the Proto Hive lived on. This planet had several other species on it, and one of the moons around Fundament was home to a species called Ammonites, which were touched by the Traveler's Light. I am already interested in this because we already we know that the Fallen had been touched by the Traveler's Light and had lost it. Yeah. Which is why the Fallen are A, called the Fallen. Yep. And not Alinsky or whatever. Uh, and B, uh, they're the only other species we know of. So knowing that there were entire other civilizations that basically got the treatment that the humans got during the Golden Age, which is really just cool in my opinion. I just wish I knew what they looked like. Yeah, that's true. Um, so Fundament kind of sucked. You can kind of like equate Fundament to like Jupiter, it's just a giant gas planet. But the uh, the but other there's planet, just shards on now. There's shards of another planet on it that to make land for them. 
Uh, so the proto-hive really only lived for about 10 years, um, within the exception of breeding females who could live a bit longer um, because the planet was so bad. Uh, the planet had poisonous rain and oceans and living clouds uh, that were huge problems along with the fact that the proto-hive were warring with the, one another. Yeah, you know, the, the, they don't talk about the living clouds again. But uh, I saw that and I went, what? Yeah, same. And I pictured that Disney short of the clouds fighting in the air. Do you know what I'm talking about? Vaguely. There's, there is, it might be a Pixar short, actually. It's just like these clouds in the air that are like mad at each other fighting. <laughs> and I pictured these cartoon clouds as the clouds that are constantly trying to kill the proto-hive. Yeah. Anyway, that, that, that was just in my head. Yeah. No, that makes sense. It's hilarious. So... This is where we're introduced to our main characters. Zero, spelled X-I space R-O. Zyro, Zero, Kiro. Kiro. You know what I'm doing that. Fuck it. Kiro. Uh, no, Zero, um, Zathona, Sathona, and Aurash. These were the three daughters of the Osmium King. We're going we're gonna to say some words that aren't English yeah. or any other language. Um... Their father lost his mind at around age 10, which is, as you know, is an old age for the proto-hive, uh, claiming that the end was coming in a giant god wave called Sziggy. S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y. Sziggy. Yep. And their teacher betrayed them and allowed the helium drinkers to come into the kingdom. These shits killed the king, which forced the sisters onto a boat where they fled. They were two at the time. They also swore revenge and all those were involved. The name of the teacher is Tao. T-A-O-X. Tao. So she uh, kind of betrayed them thinking that the king was just crazy. Well, she yeah, she thought that the, the three daughters weren't uh, like weren't willing enough to, or weren't worthy enough, that's the right word, to inherit um, the throne. So she wanted to, she made a deal with the uh, the helium drinkers to axe them off so that way she could rule. Yeah. Uh, after a year, they found a high-tech uh, ship called the Needle. Zyro wanted to sell it to uh, hire an army, but Arush and Zithona wanted to renovate it and claim it as their own. Now's a good time to mention that Zithona uh, has a mummified worm that her father carried around, and this started to speak to her, and the worm told her to side with Orash. So, <clears throat> in the decision that yeah. I just mentioned. Yeah, the, the worm, I guess, he had found on one of the oceans of Fundament, like one of the poisonous oceans he'd found on one of the shores, and, like, was what he was carrying around when he was losing his mind. So everyone thought he was crazy for talking to this giant fucking worm that he was just holding like a child. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's a fun thought. Um, yeah, they spent about two years trying to fix it, and they, they used this the needle to start diving into the fundament oceans, into its core, knowing that it's a gas giant, to see if this Ziggy thing is real. So, this is where they find the Leviathan. <laughs> and I'm real sick of fucking Bungie calling everything a Leviathan. Yep. I'm real fucking sick of this shit. We have Leviathans in the Nine lore. 
We have Leviathans on the fucking Titan. We have Leviathans as a raid. And now we have, like, this Leviathan. Like, there are other words for big creatures. Yeah. Like. And it's, like, not even, like, all of them are creatures. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, the raid one is just a giant ship. The one with the nine is, like, just to. A tease. Is, is, is like, an adjective for their intelligence. Well, because we all know the nine are just ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> and um we say that because none of us know what the nine are and that's just one of the theories um and like the thing on titan kind of looks like a leviathan it's a giant worm we, shadow thing i want to touch on that at the end yeah because yeah. we've we've in the between the last episodes we did was when we really personally both of us dove into that bullshit yeah so i really at the end want to talk about that because i think it'll fit yeah. Just stick around to the end and you'll hear us talk about shadows. Ooh. Ooh. But yeah, this is like a legit, when you think of Leviathan, this is a giant Leviathan. That... I picture it to be a giant weird whale. Yeah. Because whale I associate with positivity, as do a lot of things. Like a lot of people associate whales with positivity. And you'll know why in a second. Um, So... Uh, this particular Leviathan that we're talking about in this case uh, was an intelligent being that was a servant of the Traveler. And from as far as I can tell, the Ammonites were touched by the Traveler's light like humans during the Golden Age. But this Leviathan was the closest thing to a guardian at this time. Yeah. Like it was the guardian who was just in charge of dealing with all that shit. So it told the three sisters... Uh, not to go any further, and to choose between the sky and the deep, which is how they refer to the light and the darkness, traveler in the darkness. Yep. Um, so they chose the deep because the dead worm told Sathona to tell them to. Uh, they also chose the deep, from what I was reading, because the they had no reason to believe in the power of the light because it all their lives had just sucked. Yeah. No, and they knew about the Ammonites. So whatever. So yeah, so they went they went for the deep. Um at the core they found uh the worms, which will be called uh the worm gods from here on out. And these things gained power from darkness itself. So the worms were trapped uh there by the traveler and the Leviathan, and they offered the sisters immortality if they would host their larvae. However, they had to obey their natures. Uh, Zyro testing her strength, uh, Zarthorna's uh, cunning, and Arash's inquisitiveness. Uh, lest the worm larvae consume them. Also, the worm gods would get more hungry the stronger they got. So basically, they had worms living inside them, and they had to constantly uh, feed those worms inside them, or the worms would get so hungry that they would just eat them. The, yeah, the sisters, which is their, their host. So you have immortality, but you have to constantly been, be feeding what is giving you immortality. Right. Or you die, or they will kill you. So the sisters accepted the pact. Zyro became a knight. She she, grad, she got the, the night worm. By night, I mean K-N-I-G-H-T. Uh, and her name was changed to Zivu Aroth. Sathona became a mother, and her name was changed to Savathun. It's actually supposed to be a little cha over the U, but I wasn't typing that every time I was writing this out. Yeah. So it's Savathun. Uh, and Orash became a king and was changed to a male and renamed Aurix. 
They then returned to their people, bringing with them worms that would make them the actual hive. They, uh, they then went on and killed the helium drinkers, all of them, and then quickly became a spacefaring race. Yes. Uh, at this point, when I say quickly, the tough part about it is now they're immortal. So when I say quickly, it doesn't specify how much time that is. Because you need to realize that, like, these beings, by the time we deal with the hive, like Crota and Oryx and all that, by the time we deal with them, they're literally billions of years old. Yeah. They they have been alive for eons and eons and eons and eons. So when I say quickly, I don't think that's quickly for us. Yeah. I think that's quickly for them. Like, Which is like... I knew quickly because they they only used to live to like ten. Yeah. So, but I it's one of those things where some of them get that concept, but I think that because the sisters were so young, they don't quite get the concept that like oh they're at about middle age. Yeah. Because it's been so little time. So now that they can live forever, like quickly means something different. So I think they didn't just become. Spacefaring overnight, I think it took years and years and years and years, but it just didn't matter to them. Right. Because they were, it was they're immortal now. Time is basically irrelevant. Yeah. When bad shit started to happen, Teox went to the Ammonites for protection. This pissed off Elrix, but he was a king, so he went to negotiate with the Ammonites to get Teox back. However, Zavathun's worm told her to kill Elrix, and she did. Dun, dun, dun. If we're only that easy, we wouldn't have a third raid. I know. <laughs> but uh, Eric's didn't die, not completely. The body was dead, but his soul was sent to the Ascendant Realm. Eventually, he healed and was able to come back into the physical world, uh, but he also came back less of a king and more of a tyrant. Then he slew the Ammonites, the Leviathan, and caused, and caused both Teox and even the Traveler to run away. Yeah, so he, this is where we get ascendant bullshit. Yeah. But it basically, their bodies can die, but because they're immortal, like their bodies don't age, but they can die. Because yeah. they're immortal, their soul, their essence is sent to the ascendant realms. <clears throat> and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Ascendant realms are fucking cool. Yeah, so like Oryx and all the other gods can go, and then you have certain... Hives that are like ascendant hives. We'll, uh, we'll touch that in the tithing system. I know I wrote something that I literally wrote in this. I don't want to write down the tithing system. I, I will just explain it. Yeah, I saw. But the ascendant stuff, the ascendant hive come from the tithing system. Yeah, yeah. So now I want to talk about sword logic, which I also didn't want to write a lot about. Yeah, sword logic is the thing. <sighs> yeah, sword logic is weird. So the the best way to describe sword logic is survival of the fittest taken to an extreme yeah. and to a physical religious level. Yeah. So the hive believed that the only way to gain power is to take it for yourself. Like if you are given power or if you show weakness in any way, even mental weakness, then you are weak and you deserve to die. And not only do you deserve to die, you deserve to die and have your power taken away from you and given to the person who killed you. Or took it from you. Yeah, right. Because one of the things you need to realize is it's not just some barbarian culture. Because we have Savathun, 
one of the deities, one of the high hive, one of the god hive, who's based around cunningness. Savathun doesn't fight for her strength. She uses her cunningness to gain her strength, which is different. So we we end up having an entire culture and religion based around deceit and destroying your enemy so thoroughly that you become more powerful. You take what is theirs, and that's how you become more powerful. So that's sword logic. Yes. It is... If you really want to read about sword logic, I, I didn't write it down, but there is a character in Destiny called Tolan the Shattered who is basically became obsessed with the Hive and became consumed by it, literally. He lives in an Ascendant realm now. But he writes a how he believes the sword logic works before they knew how the sword logic worked. And there's a really long quote by him. I could search it if you want. Yeah, I'll find it. Okay. Okay. I found it. It's really long, but I can read it because we're a podcast and that's what we're here for. So this is from the journals of Tolan the Shattered. Now I'm quoting. I drive myself to the edge of madness trying to explain the truth. It's so simple, elegant like a knife point. It explains, this is not hyperbole, this is the farthest thing from exaggeration, everything. But But you lay it out and they stare at you like you've just been exhaling dust. Maybe there's some missing, some underlying scaffold of truth. Maybe they all propped on a bed of lies that must be burned away. Why does anything exist? No, 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 no. Don't reach for that word. There's no reason. There's talol- ta- that's talology. Talol- talology. There's a lot of L's and E's in this. That's talology, and talology will stitch your eyelids shut. Why do we have atoms? Because atomic matter is more stable than the primordial broth. Adams defeated the broth. That was the first war. There were two ways to be, and one of them won. And everything that came next was made of atoms. Atoms made stars. Stars made galaxies. Worlds simmered down to rock and acid. And in those smoking primal seas, the first living molecule learned to copy itself. All of this happened by the one law, the blind law which exists without mind or meaning. It's the simplest law, but it has no worshippers here. Out here, uh, out there though, out there, how do I explain it? It's so simple. Why don't you see it? Imagine three great nations under three great queens. Wow. Tolan's talking about three de- three leaders here. Mm. Tolan's a fucking madman. I love Tolan. I hope we get some more shit with him. I really hope so too. All right, let me continue. The first queen writes a great book of law and her rule is just. The second queen builds a high tower and her people climb it to see the stars. The third queen raises an army and conquers everything. The future belongs to one of these queens. Her rule is harshest and her people are unhappy. But she rules. So I don't need to read the rest of the quote because that about sums it up. The what you can't take... You need to. There's also, by the way, an actual governmental term for this. It's called kratrocracy. Kra. It's Greek. Kratrocracy, which is where I think the word Kratos comes from, if that helps at all. And it 
literally means strength in the form of government. It's a form of government ruled by those strong enough to have seized the reins of power through might or cunning. <laughs> so really, it's it's not a new system, but it it's a system that works for the hive, I guess. So that's the sword logic. You take it for yourself, and that's how you gain strength. There's another part of soul lo sword logic called tithing, but the tithing system isn't here yet. I'll talk about that when it comes. Tithing fucking sucks. Yeah. So <laughs> let's let's continue. Uh, that was sword logic. So the siblings ward amongst themselves, all three of them able to go to ascendant realms when they die, and then also went on a full-blown genocidal crusade to feed their worms and find Teox. Yeah, the they basically just kept killing themselves because it would give them more strength. Yep. <laughs> and it didn't mean anything to them because they don't die. Yeah. So they they were just, like... Abusing the system. Constantly killing themselves. Aurux, uh eventually found out that he was being deceived by the worm gods. The uh, the deaths they gave to them weren't enough, and was and that was gonna cause uh, their personal worms to consume them. He met with the sisters in the ascendant realm, named the High War. That is, or that's at this point, Aurex. That is our, the name of Aurex's ascendant realm. It's called the High War. Yeah, which they had their own fucking. Just, <laughs> just metal. Yeah, they had their own little, their own little areas. What was Crota's called? I feel like we went to because we went to Crota's. Yeah, I just don't remember what it was called. I don't remember either. Uh, it wasn't the World's uh, End, was it? Uh, I don't think so. Hey, whatever. Keep going. Here, the sisters allowed Orux to slay them, so he could gain uh, the power to confront the Worm Gods. Again, going back to the sword logic thing. He gained an audience with his patron god, Akka, the Worm of Secrets. Killing Akka, Oryx gained an audience with the Deep, where he used Akka's body to carve the Tablets of Ruin and giving him the power to take. With a capital T. Yeah, like take and take. Yeah. Um, Oryx was now known as Oryx the Taken King. My favorite character in Destiny. I, I literally just bought an Oryx pop vinyl. So... Okay. So yeah, the, he he used the 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 system of the sword logic to go up the ranks until he eventually pretty much came to the darkness. Yeah, and he and became the Taken King. And the darkness taught him how to take. Yeah, take like With taught him take. how to make the Taken. Yeah, because if you look at the lore of the Taken, which can be its own thing, let's be perfectly honest, it's fucking the Taken are look the way they do because they shouldn't exist. They are darkness so dark that it's bright yeah which is like the issue with the darkness and like the issue with the taken themselves so he he revived his si sisters and through all of this new information he was given in this new kind of thing this, this new title he had he decided we need a system so that the worms can only get so much and that system is called tithing. So. Here we go. Here's how the hive has different ranks. And we're going to start at the bottom and work our way up. So. Most. They all, for the most part, gain tribute through killing. So that is how they gain what they can tithe. And it's always through killing. Because you got to remember sword logic. Yeah. 
So we'll we'll start at the bottom with the thrall, which are the the cannon fodder, if you will, of the hive. So the thrive have a tribute that they get through killing. They then take enough to feed their internal worms so that their their worm doesn't starve and start to eat them, and then they try to keep as much as they can for themselves so that they can grow because the only they're not just they don't just want to sate their worm they want to grow their worm and through that so they keep that and then they tithe the rest upwards so they give the rest to the people above them of the of their tribute to the people above them which are the acolytes so which then do the same thing and then tithe they they take enough to grow themselves and then they take the tithe from the thrall and then grow their worm even more and then tithe the rest upwards to the knights and the wizards who gain tribute not through killing but through devastation. So it's not just about killing things. It's about utterly destroying them for the knights and the wizards. So then they take enough to feed their worms take enough to grow themselves, take the tithe from everyone under their command, and then take as much as they dared for themselves without getting killed. So the higher you go up in rank, the more likely you are to get killed for keeping too much of it for yourself. Yep. So you are trying to deceive even Oryx. You're trying to deceive everything. So the next up in their kind of... Of this hier- the, the, this hierarchy above the regular knights and the wizards are the Ascendant, which are hive that are allowed to go into the Ascendant realms. Which, like, there are some thrall that are Ascendant, which would mean that these Ascendant thrall would be above the knights and the wizards. Which is just insane, because knights and wizards are, like, huge and can use magic. Yeah. So, they then do the same thing. They take enough to feed their worm, take the tithe from everyone below them, take as much as they can without pissing off their god kings. <laughs> yep. And the god kings are the three brother, the three siblings we were talking about, are Oryx, Savathun, and uh, the other one that they never talk about, yeah. the knight. So the god kings, then, they gain tribute through the devastation of kingdoms, empires, and nations, which are why they're on a constant crusade. This is how they gain their personal tribute. They then take enough to feed their worms, take enough to continually grow, take the tithe from everything below it, use whatever they want, and tithe the rest to the worm gods. The worm gods are the the end of that because they, they take what's left. Yeah, they just take from They don't their... allow the worm gods to grow too much because if so, then they will get greedy and try to kill them again and then... Because he literally had to kill a worm god. Yeah. Aka is dead because or the, he got too greedy. Yeah, that's the whole reason for the system. Now, there's a couple exceptions in the hive. The two exceptions are ogres, who kill only for their masters. They only kill to numb their pain. Because you need to realize ogres are just thrall that have been heavily, heavily mutated. So they're just kind of dealing with it to get rid of the pain of their mutation. And then hopefully eventually kill enough things to become reborn, which is all the only desire of an ogre is to be reborn, which is basically used in combat. So if you're not born yet as an ogre, that means you haven't been used in combat. And the only other exception is uh, the Taken, 
which are considered hive. Um, they, they basically only serve Oryx. Uh, they are outside of the, the tribute system because they've been freed from that by being taken. So they Oryx doesn't get a tribute from the taken. He doesn't. Uh, the taken can't take a tribute. None of that can happen because the taken are their own entity within the hive. They're basically the best way to look at the taken are Oryx's personal army. Yeah, exactly. Like the 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 three god kings rule the or the three god leaders, three god monarchs rule the hive, but only Oryx rules the taken. He is the taken king. So, yeah, the the tithing system is rather weird, but the to sum it up, they basically are just trying to grow without pissing other things off. Yes, you gotta like it's just kind of like you gotta. I don't know. I feel like it's just like anything. Like you gotta make money for yourself, but also make money for like the people above you. Right. Without pissing them off, you're trying yeah. to keep as much as you can to get to richer. sustain yourself and right. get. Yeah, to get richer, to improve your lifestyle, but not piss off the people above you to the point where they're like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna put a shit we're gonna put a stop to this." Right. So yeah, if you put it in the terms of money, it is a lot like that. So the tithing system, while annoying, is kind of cool and primal, but in a cool kind of primal way. Yeah, and it's like all to keep gods in check because because the worm gods are the worm gods. Yeah, and they would just go. To, like, take whatever they want without this system. Yeah. Uh, Oryx eventually wanted children, um, and by children, more spawns, really. Yeah, he... So, the Hive could produce asexually, I believe. Uh, reproduce asexually. Because uh, I know that there are mates within the Hive, because they talk about a la cool having a mate. But... So, I don't think they have to, but they 100% can reproduce asexually, which is part of, like, the reason Oryxes can be was a female and is now considered a male. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... I think that it's more just how things are. Like, wizards aren't males, usually. They're females. But yeah. wizards, for us, are normally a male term, which yeah. is being the female one. Exactly, yeah. So I think that male and female means a lot less to the hive than it does to us, which is difficult to understand. Tumblr will get it. <laughs> 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 so yeah he wanted children and uh his children ended up being crota and the death singer twins ear anku and anuk ear anuk and ear halak the death singers which again just so metal yeah sing songs that literally kill you. You know, I was... But before we deal with the Death Singers and the Death Song, there's not a lot on it. I was reading Tolan's kind of thoughts on the Death Singers. He was... Got obsessed with studying the Death Song and yeah. how the Death Singers can sing it without yeah, dying. I was going to say that, yeah. And his, like... His conclusion he came to was that the Death Singers were a part of the Death Song itself, literally being an embodiment of living death. Just so metal. The hive, the most metal, most metal. They're thing. more metal than the Vex, and the Vex are fucking robots. But <laughs> jokes. Uh, Crota was told to study the Death Song, and left in the High War when uh, 
Zavathun came to him. Uh, I, I forgot to put down, really, but the Oryx kind of went to go study with the Worm Gods. So, I know I said a little bit later, but it makes more sense here. Oryx was like, well, I'm going to go talk to our gods now and go learn more because I'm now the Taken King. I've stolen that power, and now... What else can I take? What else can I take? Literally. He's literally greedy. He is the embodiment of greedy. Yeah. Uh, so, sh- uh, Zavathun tricked Crota into making him a portal uh, in the High War, which opened up a door to the Vex. This started a hundred-year war in the in the High War between the Hive and the Vex. So, yeah, so this whole time, Oryx was studying with the Worm Gods, like we said. Eventually, it got so bad that the Worm Gods themselves told, told Oryx he needs to go f- uh, fix Crota's stuff. Shit. Uh, he told... He took... With a capital T. Yeah, he took... Uh, Oryx took uh, a bunch of Vex and pushed them out, uh, but not before throwing Crota into a, ve- a Vex gate and saying, return victorious or die forgotten. Which is, again, <laughs> metal as hell. Dude, it's like the most Oryx thing I can think of, though, because he throws his son that he cared enough to make... Yeah. Into a... That he wanted. That he wanted into a portal saying, go be glorious... Or die because I'm so mad at you right now. Um, Crota then eventually sends up temples to Oryx and uh, became one of his. <laughs> Look at that typo! Oh my god, that's and funny. become and became one of his biggest titters. <laughs> Is it supposed to be hitters, tithers, tithers. Oh, uh, that makes more sense. Because. <laughs> Okay, one of his biggest titters. <laughs> I am a giant titter. <laughs> I am a giant tit. But um, uh, by one of the things that happens is in in the game you kill Crota. Spoilers. And uh, one of the first things that Oryx says when he finds out Crota is dead before he comes into our galaxy is like, I can feel the hunger that the whole that replaced Crota's tithing like like a hole in my stomach. He goes, I know my son is dead because I have a hole in my stomach where his tithing was. That's how much tithing he was getting from Crota. Yeah. Because he threw him into a Vex gate, which is across all of time. Yeah. So, yeah, he's had a lot of time to go fix this shit. Uh, also, this this causes Oryx to turn the High War inside out into the Dreadnought, which was made of... Uh, the remains. The remains of Akka. I, I put a reimagined. Yeah. <laughs> I very obviously wrote this in bed. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the Dreadnought that we fight on is the inside of a Worm God. Which is even more fantastic. And you, it gives you a perspective as to how massive these things are. Yeah, because the, the Dreadnought, Dreadnought is huge. Incredibly huge. Like, you could still see it in space from Titan and Destiny 2. Like the dreadnought's massive, and it is the it is a worm god corpse, with the high war turned inside out. I love it. It's great. Oh, it's the so dreadnought cool. was great. The dreadnought back. was one of my favorite areas. I want to go back. I do too. I, I, yeah, it was at the end of the. Yeah, it was the at thing. the end. It was at the end when the the light was expanding out. You could see it in the yeah. in the asteroid belt. I of sand or the rings of Saturn. We'll uh, we'll talk about this in a minute. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think I I think we're gonna go back to something similar. Not, but just theory. 
So during this, uh, the Vex made an Axis mine to study the Hive called Coria the Blade Transform. So, because the Vex couldn't understand how the Hive work, because the Vex are outside of that concept. So they had to make a construct to understand it. So they made it, so it studied Oryx. It was its prime directive was to study the Hive. When Oryx came back, it's like, this is the leader of the Hive. I have to change my prime directive to study Oryx himself. Uh, uh. So while Oryx confronted uh, Quoria, Quoria created a, a simulation because that's what the Vex do. They're all about simulations and trapped Oryx in it where he was confronted with Orosh because Oryx... The, the only thing that Coria could get about Oryx was what it was before the Hive. Orosh. So, they... they So, Orosh literally gets to confront Oryx in this simulation, and Orosh was horrified of what Oryx was. This was... This is never what Orosh wanted for herself, was to become Oryx. Never. And Oryx thought it was great. <laughs> Oryx was incredibly amused by this whole He's thing. He's like, that was me. And then went, all right, then, took Coria and gave all of the Taken Vex uh, at that point to Savathun as a gift. So, but then the three of them decided to part ways because they thought it would be strip. They would be able to gain more power away from each other than with each other. So they all went their separate ways with Oryx trying to follow the Traveler because he still wanted Teox. Um, the, the, that's where we kind of leave off with the extended stuff. We end up with the Dark Below in Destiny 1 where you face Crota and you have Crota's End where you kill Crota personally. Yep. And then you have the Taken King when Oryx comes to our galaxy and it ends with you killing Oryx in his Ascendant Realm. Which I always thought that scene at the end of the campaign for Taken King was Oryx taking himself. Mm -hmm. What it was was Oryx killing himself. Yep. So he could go to his Ascendant Realm. Yep. And then when we fight the giant Oryx in the Ascendant Realm, that is Ascendant Oryx. We destroyed his soul. So this is where I want to talk about a couple things. Where we, I want to talk about the Hive status in Destiny 2. So, so we got a couple things with that. We got... Who is the leader of the Taken now? Yes, because clearly in Destiny 2, things are still being taken. Well, the what Eris Morn said that the Taken would just stagnate, but we find out through quests and stuff that there, things are still being taken, which is not supposed to be happening if there's no Taken King. Right. So the big theory is that it's Savathun has now taken up the mantle of the leader of the Taken. She is the Taken Queen. Uh, and that's kind of pointed at with that strike, the the one with the the shrieker at the end, yep. with it taking void light. Uh, that sh that strike is called Savathun's song. They're trying to take void light to summon Savathun, like to to gain contact with her. Right. So, my theory is we are gonna get another Hive DLC, but it's not gonna deal with Oryx, obviously. Because Oryx was real pissed when his son died. I think Savathun felt an absence when Oryx died. And because of that, we're going to end up with Savathun as a Hive DLC. 
I'd be surprised if we didn't end up with the other one, the knight, in that too. Because it'd be cool if one of them was in charge of the hive and one of them was in charge of the taken. Savathun probably in charge of the hive. But yeah, I, I think that that's probably what's going to end up happening. Because we have a lot of things pointing towards Savathun for the first time in Destiny. Other than this extended lore. It's like for the first time in game. Yeah. Which I, I really like. I love the hive. Yeah, it's dope. They're probably yeah. They're definitely. I don't really broadcast my favorite as much as you do, but I think it'd have to be the hive too, just like lore wise and to fight. Yeah, the hive are just they physically look cool. There's giant space zombies. Yep. If you if you haven't seen what the hive look like, look them up. They really look like alien zombies. Yep. But that's just the species they are, with like their armor fused to their skin. Ah, oh, so cool. Yeah, and they're like this. The knight swords made of like bones that have just been sharpened over thousands yeah, and thousands made of, of like killings. Weird chitin. It's cool. Yeah, it's dope. Uh, the other thing that I want to talk about is the worm on Titan. Yes, which we were talking about a little bit earlier. So there's only one planet in. I know it's technically not a planet. I'm calling them planets. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, there's only technically one planet in Destiny Two that deals with the hive. Yes. And that would be Titan, the moon surrounding Saturn. Yes. Which makes sense considering the dreadnought, uh, the what what is the high war is situated in one of Saturn's rings. Yep. Like in part of the ring. So it's the only place with that. And over the last week or so we've seen a billion fucking videos on the Leviathan of Titan. Yeah, I'm calling it a fucking Leviathan again. <laughs> so we have the one that you can see from the water. Yep. I kind of like, if you sit and stare at the water long enough, or methane ocean, to be more accurate, uh, you can see like it, it's back, like crest the water, kind of like a Loch Ness monster type thing. Which, which part of me thinks that might be something entirely different than what we see in the quest yeah so tell me a little bit about that nick well before we talk about the quest there's uh there's a scannable on titan where you scan like a computer and your ghost goes oh this was used to uh like monitor like under the ocean stuff when like ships came in and stuff like that and he's like oh it's it's still working and it's showing something big something really really big and like then, under us like under us and like i when the first time i heard that i was like what the hell I was like, I want to see it. And then if you, there's a quest. It's part of the main campaign. It's uh, called Utopia. And it has, like, Zavala and I think Ikora have, uh, having you go deep into, uh, like, the Titan rig. The rig on Titan uh, to get, like, a, a CPU and steal it from the, the hive. So you go underneath and the room where you steal the CPU it has just giant walls and, like, glass panes that can like see out into the kind of see out into the methane ocean but it's a methane ocean so it's kind of foggy um so as soon as you grab the cpu the hive come out and start chasing you so like normally people go over to the check uh the objective point and pick it up and then you gotta book you know the play the fucking game yeah book the hell out of there well, apparently if you wait there long enough a giant shadow of a giant worm will swim past outside and you can see it through the glass and they specifically say when you look at it, it specifically looks like a hive worm because you can see what the hive worms look like in hive nests. Yeah, there there are about 
the the area on Titan, you can see them. You can like shoot them and stuff. Yeah, because as soon as a hive is born, they're all born proto hive, and then they immediately are fed a worm yeah. so that they can gain that symbiotic relationship. But the, uh, yeah, it looks legitimately just like a hive worm. Just massive. Just huge. Swimming around the oceans of Titan. So a couple theories I've thrown around. The biggest one I've seen is that it's Oryx's. Because you need to realize that Oryx had a hive worm. And they th- when Oryx dies, he falls off the side of the dreadnought, kind of falling towards Saturn. So there is a possibility that his hive worm ended up on Titan. And I don't know if, let's say, Savathin comes to our galaxy. Could she use Oryx's hive worm to cause Oryx to be reborn? I don't know. Or would she take it for herself? And <laughs> just Because speak- you need to realize sword logic in all of this. Yeah. But, yeah, Probably they... Would, yeah. Sword logic doesn't leave room for resurrecting brothers. Yeah, compassion. Yeah. But yeah, the there's a giant hive worm on Titan, and I don't know anything about it at this point. Yeah, it's just kind of there, and I don't know if Bungie will ever ever actually do anything with it. I hope they do because it's a badass. But it's very like Bungie, having played Halo Three as much as I did ten years ago. By the way, Halo Three's been out for ten years. Goddamn, that fucked up. It was this week they had their anniversary. Goddamn. But um, the it's very like Bungie to put something in a game, like an Easter egg like that, and never fucking explain it. Yeah. So, it, and not for any other reason, but it causes conversation like this. Uh, but other than that, yeah, that's, that's, we really don't have a lot on the hives, in the status of the hive right now in Destiny 2. Yeah, it's pretty much just Titan, and Titan is in a big area in itself. Um, Before we want to, before we talk about what games we've been playing. I, I want to talk about my pop vinyl hunt I've been on at the moment because it relates to this and how fucking triggered I am by it. Yep. So I, I'm not a, I, I have pop vinyls. I, I get, you could love them, hate them. I don't care. I have some and it's always for things that I really, really like. So like if you look over, I have some in my bedroom and I have some down here. If you look over at the ones I have down here, I got like uh, baby metal because baby metal's awesome. I got sweet tooth from... I got Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal Black. Uh, you got Beast. I got and Beast from Beauty and the Beast. I got, got a the monkey, monkey, the Monkey Bomb from Nazi Zombies. Yep. Watch our prior episodes on that. Uh, but they just released a whole set on Destiny, and I really like Destiny. I don't own a lot of Destiny stuff, so I started trying to pick up the Destiny Pop Finals. Right now, I have Atheon and Oryx. Um, the the rest of them are pretty easy to find. They have the whole Vanguard, Kate, Ikora, and Zavala, they have Shacks. Uh, but Atheon and Xur are GameStop exclusive, but they also have a Crota. So they have Crota and they have a Glow in the Dark Crota. So I was like, oh, Crota's Target exclusive, Glow in the Dark Crota's Best Buy exclusive. Whatever. So I start looking for these. I couldn't find the Crota ones anywhere. I can find all the other ones. I can go find Xur at some point. I'm not worried about getting Xur. But I was. Then, because I couldn't find it, I was like, oh, let me check online. Amazon didn't have any. I was like, that's weird. Okay, let me check pop vinyl collector websites. Crota is like 80 bucks 
with glow in the dark crota being like 300 bucks yeah what the fuck yeah dude these are plastic yep i just think they look cool <laughs> pretty much yeah like they it was easier to find and cheaper to find a like foot tall fully posable lord saladin like i'm not kidding it was beautiful no, I saw it. It was incredibly well. I found it at Target. Oh, you've actually saw it for in like, the store for like thirty bucks. I just saw a picture online. Yeah, I sent it to you, Dick. Shh. I um, but yeah. So I was, I thought about, legitimately thought about buying that. But then I, but like, what the fuck? That is insane. That is a stupid amount of money for a stupid chunk of plastic. It really is. And this comes from someone who collects comic books. It's the same thing with like the Amiibos. Some of those just got ridiculous. Like, ridiculously priced. It goes into what we were talking about earlier, where they... It's things that are made exclusive for the sake of exclusive exclusivity. Yeah. Which I think is bullshit. Yep. Your thing isn't rare. You've decided to make your thing rare. Right. Like, there's... A, Action Comics number one was rare, because it didn't have a lot printed. Even, like, Walking Dead number one. I think there was only 2,000 copies printed, or something like that. Because they didn't think it was going to be popular. Yeah. It wasn't made to be exclusive. It ended up being exclusive. Right. With Because of, like, limitations or whatever. But now, when you're dealing with, like, pops, there's, like, how many of these freaking things? And, and like, they've been out and for like, how long? Like, when, you know... Like, I have a pop like, vinyl that's expensive. I do. I, I have an original print Green Lantern. Oh, okay. Like, I bought the first Green Lantern. Because when they first came out, I was like, wow, these big-headed things are pretty fucking cool-looking. I like Green Lantern. One of the first sets they did was Justice League. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. So I bought Green Lantern when it came out. I, like, I was at Toy Vault the other day, and I looked at the price, and, like, Green Lantern, if it's in the original box and it's from the original print set, because you can tell the difference. Like, there's different painting on them and stuff. Yeah. It's from the original print set. It's, like, a, over 100 bucks. Damn. But, like, this one pop vinyl. Now, I'm not going to sell it. But, like, that is exclusivity caused by demand or yes. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. No, I know you Like, mean. they pop vinyls weren't popular then. Yeah. Like, I just saw them in a store. I was like, wow, this is kind of adorable. And it was, like, 10 bucks. I was like, oh, shit, I'll buy that. But now it's rare because that was an original print. That rareness makes sense to me. Yes. And is important. This bullshit with Crota, you just didn't want to make enough. You can, but you didn't. It's the same thing with, like, con-exclusive ones. Like, this one is San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. They've, well, I mean, even Rhode Island Comic-Con has an exclusive pop vinyl. Yeah. In case you didn't know, we're, we're out of Rhode Island, so we talk a lot about Rhode Island Comic-Con. Yeah, even, like, last year when, because uh, my, my buddy uh, collects a bunch of them. He has so many pops. But, yeah, uh, yeah, he collects them. Uh, but we were, like, looking at them. At Comic Con last year, and they have like the section with all the exclusive ones. I'm like, this is just ridiculous amount of money for these pops because they have a little sticker on the bottom that says, "From this con only." Yeah, and they're all caged because they're so expensive. Yeah, like I, I legitimately, I'm gonna one of the things I'm gonna look for at this con is Corona and see if I can't find it cheaper than online. But like, because I want the full set, but it, it's just fucking bullshit. No, really. Like is. at this point, I was looking, and they're being overpriced before they even come out. Because the while I was looking up the Destiny ones, I saw that Hellboy was coming out with a series of pop finals. So you have Hellboy, Liz, and Abe. But you also have a Hellboy when he's got the full horns. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's really cool. How much is that? It's already like 40 bucks. 
Yeah. But like, because it's different. Because it's different. But like, then you have Hellboy, who's just got like the the regular like flat horns. Yeah. Like he normally has. Yeah, shaved down. And I'm like, you this it doesn't come out till November. Like you're not, you're not. All you're doing is selling something for a higher price, because you think it'll be exclusive, because you're gonna make it exclusive. Yeah. It's not because it's rare. You've chosen to make it rare, and you're a dick sucker for that. Yeah. Like the the Kingdom Hearts ones that aren't you like Chip you, and Dale we, are finally gonna are finally gonna come out, and they have a Final Form Sora with Oblivion and Oathkeeper, and I was like. Damn, I need that. And then I read that it was Best Buy exclusive, and I was like, "Damn, that's gonna be hard to get." Yeah, I said it. I said it. You sent me a picture of it. I go, "It's Best Buy exclusive. Good luck." Yeah, because like it's such bullshit. It is. I'm getting triggered. I, I still there's haven't a, found. There's a Valorform one. I wonder if that's like exclusive somewhere else. I still haven't found the helmetless Reinhardt anywhere. Yeah, that was a Best Buy exclusive Reinhardt. I haven't found it anywhere. Not wasn't, even online. Wasn't there like a special diva too? I think that was. Ex- Exclusive to the Blizzard website, which the ones that are exclusive to the Blizzard website, they have a bunch of. Yeah, you just you, have to. They get just them. want you to buy it off their fucking website. Yeah, Toy Vault has divas now. They're like thirty bucks, and I was like, no, thank you. Well, those are big anyway, so they're a bit more, but <coughs> it's still still a lot of money still for a lot. It's for a thing I can't move. Like with Saladin, it's thirty bucks, but I can like put the axe in front of them and shit. Yeah, I almost bought it, but I'm not super big into action figures and shit, so I was like, ah, I don't want that. All right, Nick. The fuck you been playing? <laughs> Other than Destiny, Earthbound. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I picked Earthbound up. So I, I've had Earthbound on my 3DS for a while, like since it came out on the, the new 3DS, uh, Virtual Console, and I played it for a while, and then I got stuck on a boss and put it down for a little bit, and it was just one of those games that because I put it down, it got away from me, um, and I just played other things. So, but then I decided to uh pick it back up mostly because i like playing like kind of like games like that like turn bait like turn based things like things you can like put down for two seconds i uh put down for two seconds and not worry about like you dying or losing progress or whatever uh, while i edit these podcasts and my switch has currently been uh unplayable unplayable because i sent in my left joy con controller to get fixed um, so I've been, I went, I picked up my 3DS and was like, oh, I should finish Earthbound. So I've been doing that. You should. Earthbound's one of my favorite games. I don't know if I've ever said on the podcast, but Earthbound is definitely one of my favorite games of all time. It has a real, I have a real special place in my heart just for Earthbound. Yeah, I really enjoy it. It's just, again, one of those games that I put down for two seconds and it got away from me for a couple of months. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I feel you. Earthbound can do that sometimes. I've played it like three or four times, five times maybe. Yeah, I'll do the same thing with, like, Pokemon. I'll start, like, a, a Wonderlock and then put it down and then pick it back up, like, three months later and go, oh, look at all this shit I have in my team. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at this bullshit. Look at this shiny Mewtwo I got from my Wonderlock. <laughs> Spoilers, I got a shiny Mewtwo and a Wonderlock once. Yeah, did you get, like, a a I shiny Cloud? I got a Cloutzer. shiny Cloudser that was, like, level, cap level. And was um, like competitively trained, competitively ready at like perfect evos and stuff. Yeah, that thing was fucking. That thing was a glass cannon. I love that Pokemon. Yeah, it's great. But uh, yeah, that's about it. So, but I'm just happy to get my my switch back. Yeah, you got that back. What today? 
Yeah, I came back today. I wish it wasn't that long, so I sent it out. It's like, yeah, six days. I sent it out okay. Friday. It came back today. Um, it seems to not do... So the issue was the the common issue with the left Joy-Cons that has been known to everybody that it just desyncs or doesn't work. Um, so, like, I'd be playing... I'd play in, like, a computer chair and have, like, a, like a footstool, like a footrest um, to put my feet up. So sometimes I'll slouch and my knees will go up and yeah. my the controller is in my lap and my knee will literally block the controller and you'll just be like turning one way and then you'll go to turn the other way but you're still running and you're playing Breath of the Wild and you just run off a cliff because the controller's not working. Dude, I can solve the problem for you. I only use my Switch as a mobile console. <laughs> I mean, I use it a lot as a mobile but like it's annoying for like for, for Breath of the Wild, especially when the Odyssey comes out and you gotta do platforming, I don't wanna deal with that shit. Oh, yeah, I feel ya. So, oh, God, that's at the end of October, huh? Yeah, so I sent that in, and it's I messed with it a little bit today, and it seemed to work. But, like, it was to the point where, like, I'd have it in my hands, I'd turn around, like, 180, not f- with my back to the, the console, and the entire left con- controller would desync. I'm just like, all right, that's not, that's not okay. So I sent it to Nintendo, and they're pretty nice about it and fixed it. Yeah, good. Nice, nice. They either fixed it or sent me a new one. I don't know. They they sent me a paper and they're like, "Yeah, we couldn't uh, recreate the issues you were saying, but we uh, we fixed or replaced stuff that we think would fix the issue." And I'm like, "You know what the issue is? Like, it's a common thing. You've you've literally said that there was an issue with your left joy cons." Nintendo, you make cool stuff. But I hate you. Yeah. Put that on a T-shirt. Yeah, we were talking about the. Uh, we were talking, I'm talking about the fucking SNES Classic. SNES today. Classic and how triggered I am by it. Again, exclusivity for exclusivity, exclusivity's sake. But, um... Yeah, what have you been playing? Fucking not Injustice. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Injustice 2, I've talked a lot about how much I love it. I refuse to pick that game up until they patch it again because the most recent patch has a bug in it that deletes your fucking inventory. Yep, including all, all gear for all characters, including your like the stuff that you got from the ultimate edition, like I did, gone. So I heard about that and I went, I'm not gonna play that game until the next patch. Hopefully, maybe freezing my account where it is. Yeah, the thought process being if I don't turn it on, nothing will get deleted because you did update it. Yes. Because I my console set for automatic update. Yeah. Netherrealm said, oh, we're working on the issue. And I'm like, how do you fix this? I have. Because it's one of those things where, like, it's not like I paid for that gear. I grinded for all that gear. Right. Like, you can't pay for gear. You have to grind for it. And it's all random. You can't just go, I'm going to go through this with this in-game money and buy that. No, you open up boxes. Like, you fucking grind for this gear. And I will be 30... Thousand shades of triggered if I don't have it. I have the full set of Gal Gadot Wonder Woman armor. I have like full exotic sets on most of my characters, especially my mains. Like, I will be so triggered. Yeah, that just sucks. Yeah. So, if that happened, I'll the next time I pick up that game will be Hellboy to just main Hellboy. And yeah. I'll only ever play Hellboy in that yeah. game. Because like, what's the point? Because I'll have no gear for him when I start anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, ground zero with everybody. Fuck, man. Do it all again. Other than that, Destiny. But yeah, I. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's some shit. That's like that is some that's a huge bug. Like make to, it to the or point, break it. Shit. To the point where like I've never really heard of before. Like there's some like ridiculous bugs out there, but like that's like. In a game where you just grind loot for and shit. Because gear your- matters in in the in uh, injustice. It's not just like physical appearance because there is a physical appearance aspect to it. But like gear matters. It changes how your character fights. It changes your stats. It gives you bonuses because it's not just gear. It's gear is considered all the stuff you put on your character. It's considered the moves that because you unlock moves for characters. It's those moves are considered there, and then there's shaders. All of those gone. Yep. Fuck that. Yep. Oh, man. When you told me that, I was immediately mad. Yeah. I was like, I because I read it just like scrolling Nick through Nick was the face, one who told me about just it. Just scrolling through Facebook, and I was like, shit. I wonder if Josh updated his game. or like, Because I didn't know like when the update came. Yeah, it was the like day how before. Recent, was it the day before? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just saw like a big headline that said, do not update Injustice 2, we'll delete everything. And apparently like, it has. One day ago, they have an official thing on Injustice issues. A lot of players lost their Source Crystal skin shaders, bought from Source Crystal's abilities. Some people have completely empty inventories. Many Ultimate Edition customers lost their God and Demon shaders and the skins you get from the Ultimate Edition, like Reverse Flash, Power Girl. That's like actual money going because you paid more for the... I, pay, I did pay extra for the Ultimate the ultimate Edition so I could get that exclusive stuff. Right. A uh, small percentage of people were able to get their gear back by opening boxes, but this only worked for some. Um, I feel like that's easier to get back, though. What? The Ultimate Edition stuff? Yeah, because I can prove that I bought it. Right. <laughs> but, like, the other stuff is random, so that's hard. Yeah. But. It's just a whole fucking issue. So, it's just real sad to, like, read these threads, too. Like, thank you, I finally got my Aquaman Trench Fighter shader, which is, like, a, sh- a shader that changes Aquaman back to the original colors of Aquaman. Yeah. So, it's not, like, the, how he looks in the game. It's, like, orange and green. Yeah, yeah. I have it. Had it. Um, finally got my Aquaman Trench Fighter shader yesterday and now it's gone. Uh, gotten demon shaders and premiere skins keep getting unequipped from loadouts. I guess there were even some people because the Xbox One, Xbox One got riding already because mm-hmm. there was a bug and they just decided not to fix that bug. This game's been really buggy. It, it's actually one of the worst bugged games I've ever played. Like on a fighting game perspective, on a gameplay perspective, bingo, works perfect. Everything else... Like, bullshit. Like, there was the issue when Red Hood came out. Where, yeah, like, I remember you, that. I was getting mad because you had to, like, go through some, like... You download Red Hood, but he wasn't showing up. It was like, how the fuck do you do this? It was like, oh, you need to wait on this screen for, like, two seconds, and then go to this screen for, like, a full minute. If it doesn't work in a full minute, you gotta go back to it and wait two minutes. Like, I was like, if I have to do this for every character, I'm gonna be so mad. Because this is bullshit. I shouldn't have to jump through fucking hoops because you can't get your game to work. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's been really buggy on a lot of levels, and it, it's kind of pissing me off. But they accidentally released Raiden early for Xbox One and just left it there. And one of the skins for Raiden is Black Lightning. Yeah, which I, I think that. is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's dope I guess shit. Black Lightning is one of the skins that keeps disappearing. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So... Anyway. Yeah, man. Yeah. Video games, man. 
I'll stick to Destiny. <laughs> Destiny doesn't disappoint. Well. Yes, Tuss. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Anyway. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Navi underscore Tales. Navi underscore Tales. Um, next week, we're going to talk about some other bullshit. Yeah. As we do. As we do every episode. Just talk about bullshit. God, we are contributing nothing to society with these. Shh. Like, there's some podcasts that, like, oh, let's talk about this true crime and inform people of, like, this thing. And, like, some people are funny. <laughs> we, we just <laughs> we just talk about bullshit for an hour. Some people are actually worth listening to. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. See you next time. Bye. I love you. Fundament and the original protohive planet crashed into each other, which made continents and the gas giant and the that the protohive lived up. Lived blah blah blah. blah. Fundament and the original protohive planet crashed into each other, which made the con made the continent. <laughs> Third time's the charm, Josh. They were trapped there by the Traveler and the Leviathan, and they offered the sisters immortality if they would put the uh, their host. Fuck. 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 Oh, I double typed wood. Yeah, that's what fucked me up. Oh, let me fix that. It'll be easier if it's just not there. Cool. I should turn this on, huh? I'm gonna use my fucking keyboard. <laughs> Um, Inquisitive. Uh, when bad shit started to happen, Teox uh, went to the Ammonites for protection. This mm. Listen to that sound. Are you through? Yeah, I don't have the bottle anymore. <laughs> have you had enough? <laughs> Nobody get him more water. Denise, more water! <laughs> She's so concerned. Um, I'm just going to do that over. One. <laughs> <laughs> Start it again! <laughs> From the top. <clears throat> Hi, we're Navi Tales. <laughs> Not that far, too far. <laughs> Jim Jones! A <laughs> little, little bit more. <laughs> but was it? Oh, shit. Fuck me! I wrote this in bed. <laughs> this pissed off, uh, Elrix. I keep wanting to say Oryx. One more time. Action. <laughs>